What's going on, guys? How's everyone doing? I'm doing pretty well. I've been in hiatus for about three months. Just trying to grow my, my relationship with God and focusing on my studies. And I've been upset for a long time, but I feel like I want to get back to this, spreading the love and the gospel of Jesus, spreading, spreading everything I can. Because we're living in the last days. And we are called to gather sheep. We are called to bring sheep back to Jesus. Because he will always leave the 99 just to find that one more person. When one sinner repents of their sins, there's a huge celebration up in heaven. And now more than ever, people are pushing out the gospel of Jesus more than ever in these days Christians are being mocked Jesus being mocked no other religion is being mocked as much as Christianity is being mocked because the devil doesn't want people to be saved the devil wants to portray Christianity as a like a a fun killer so people won't go to Christ the devil knows the truth. He knows the scriptures back and forth. He knows his time is ending. That's why he's trying to take out as many people from the path of Jesus as he can. And parents, if you're listening to this, children, if you're listening to this, teens, if you're listening to this, listen very carefully. Parents, have you ever when you were in prayer had visions about what's coming and what's to come kids, teens when you're sleeping at night does God give you a dream about what's going to happen in the future what's happening now this is it before we get into this Let's bow our heads and pray for the word. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day of life, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to be here with you again. I pray for our Lord, for my brothers and sisters that are lost. I pray for them that they might must seek you, Father. They may seek you, Father, Lord, to find the, out the truth, Father, Lord. So they might must repent, Father, Lord. So they may repent from their sins and come running to you Father Lord because you're the almighty unknowing Father Lord because you know everything Father Lord because you formed us in our mother's womb Father Lord we pick up our cries and follow you Father Lord because you're the only righteous man because you're the only man who can never commit sin Father Lord and they beat you, Father, Lord. They crucified you. They put you to death as a shame, Father, Lord. So we may have a second chance in in eternity, Father, Lord. Thank you for everything you have done for us, Father, Lord. In this name, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So back to the, the question that we're referring to. In Acts 2, 14, 
It says, In the last days, God will pour out, out my spirit uh, on all people. Let me read that again. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And, and that doesn't mean only Christians, believers, but all people. Let's continue. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Parents, listen to this. Trust your kids. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. They will prophesy the name of God. They will prophesy the glory of God. Young men will see visions. Visions, see? Old men will have dreams. See? I might have got mixed up, but this is still the same sense. God gives visions to people who ask for them and dreams for people who want need to see the truth. Because we are covered with, with pretending that before we haven't come to God, we have a silk in front of our eyes, not letting us see the truth, not letting us see the world, it's letting us see the world in all pretty sense. But in reality, it's a dark world. It's a world that doesn't allow you to become the righteous man as you are. Because there are the sinners everywhere. There's things that are trying to grab your attention to pull you away from God, but they won't because you're covered by the blood of God. Each day that you wake up, ask to be covered with your blood to, to take any temptation away from you. Listen, even on my servants, both men and women, will be poured out my spirit in those days. And they will be prophesied. I will show wonders in, in the heavens above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and below a smoke. The sun will turn into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So let's go back to what I was referring to. We need to wake up. We need to see the reality of what the true intentions of the world are. Because the enemy is always going to try to pull you away from God. The enemy is always going to try to push you to the stuff that doesn't please God. But God is so great. He gave, us, he gave us will, free will for that fact, for that matter, so we can choose Him. God didn't say, oh, you, didn't, you need to choose me, or you won't have this. You need to choose me, because I'm God. No, He doesn't. He said, you want to go that way? Okay, that's your choice. People always assume that, say, if God is so good, then why, he, why does he do this to me? If God is so good, why are these things happening in the world? Because things need to be fulfilled in the world. Prophecies for his return. And if you say, God does this for me. No. You do, you do that stuff to you. 
It's saying if a, a, if a parent tells a kid not to run on the on the rocks and he falls and he falls, does that kid say, "Dad, Mom, you made me fall"? Dad, Mom, it was your fault. It was not my fault. No. They know they should have they should have ran. They knew that they were doing bad. They knew that they were disobeying their parents. But they still did it anyways. But in a way, parents love their children and say, get up. It's okay. Keep on going. Come to me if you need help. Come to me if you're struggling. The same thing is with God. God says, don't do this, don't do this, don't do these. But people still do them. And again, the they want. God is saying, come back to me. It's okay. I can clean you. You see? God didn't send his only son for nothing. God didn't send his only son, his beloved son, as it says in John 3.16. He sent his only son. Imagine giving up your only son for your children that are, are sinners. Parents, imagine that. Will you give up one of your kids? Sacrifice their life. Only one of your kids. Or not for the fact your only kid. Will you sacrifice their life? To save a bunch of people that don't know you. That persecute your name. That use your name in vain. Would you? It's a hard thing to imagine. It's a very difficult thing to imagine as a parent. For me, I'm not a parent. I'm still young. But that doesn't mean I can't spread the word of God. I can't spread the love that people have. People might persecute me. People might call me names. People might call me all these other names. But remember, People hate on you, remember that they hate on Jesus first. Jesus started his ministry at 33. He died at 33, excuse me. He started his ministry at 30. His first miracle was turning water into wine. People never understand that. They they took out Jesus out of the school system. They put out pride flags now. Say, you're gay or that's okay. They're teaching, like, being gay. They're teaching the little kids now. I heard this all over. Teachers are pushing the LGBTQ things, whatever, into children and making them, you're, you're, you're gay, you're gay. But in my fact, they're not gay. They're not lesbian. They're not transgender. There's only two sex that God made, and that's men and women. And people are not going to like hearing this. People are going to hate hearing this. But that's sinful. That's all sinful. If a man likes men, that's sin. Women like women, that's sin. People don't understand this. So why, why is it okay for teachers to push that form of knowledge 
the corrupt knowledge that it has into little kids but teaching the gospel that one should love one one that you should love your name as how much you love yourself is bad teaching that Jesus died on the cross for us is bad but teaching homosexuality is is not bad so where, where's the case people need, are corrupting the word of God they're corrupting it I saw a video last night before I went to sleep that says how do you know that Jesus rose from the dead how do you know how is real because Jesus rose from the dead he proved it because he took the keys away so he said he continued the the guy that was asking the question is that so where is the where, where's the witnesses there's a hundred thousand witnesses outside that he refers to the time that how do you know George Washington George Washington was a president do you have do you have proof did you physically see him see people want physical proof for for the Bible but when it comes to history they don't they don't want to see see and they only say saying any any proof any documents for me to believe let's switch up in that, in that case if you want to see God ask him God I want to see you he will give you a dream God show me that you will he sent you he will send you a sign see who else can do that God is always there right I just I need to ask for him to let him touch you. How do you know oxygen is real? It's not there. You can't, you can't even physically see it. But you know it's there. How do you know that the, that the trees put in carbon dioxide and release oxygen? You don't see it. But you know it's there. See, it's always the same sense of way. We need to wake up and see the reality now. We know God is there, but we need to ask for Him. Ask Him for, to give us visions. Ask for Him to give us dreams. Ask Him to give us the the Holy Spirit so we can preach His holy gospel. The gospel spans between four books: Matthew. Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Four books of the gospel. And even more. I encourage each and every single one of you to read it. Right now I'm reading Timothy. First of Timothy. It's, it's letters to Paul. Paul. Paul wrote to Timothy and Titus. And First Timothy 2. It says, I urge you, when I went into Macedonia, stay there in infusion, so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer. See, Paul told Timothy, go to that town and tell the teachers not to preach false doctrines. 
Dakarens. If you know, you know, you know what Dakarens is, it's fast stories, fast testimonies. She start pitching it. In two, it says, God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to know to a knowledge of the truth. For there is no God and no better by between meteor mediator sorry about that but between God and mankind the man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for our people see God didn't have to Jesus didn't have to die on the cross but he did when he was the day before he got he was get crucified he asked to his father is there any other way is there any other way for me to still die but not go through the pain God said no this is the only way so if that is say about love well, then why is love if Jesus dying on the cross giving his life for us is not love then what is because I don't know. Same book. The Lord graces to Paul. Listen very carefully. I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was power poured out on me abundantly abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus and that's still in Timothy so what did Paul say God poured out his love on me even if I was a sinner after I was a blasphemer even have anger he still forgave me. He still poured out his love for me. See? We don't have to be perfect. People tend to assume Christians are perfect. But we're not. We're, we're sinners. We sin every day, as all of us do. But we still have the grace of God. Because we know our when, our, when we sin, our body, our, our spirit is hurt. Like someone stabbed us. That's how bad we know. That's how we bad we know that we we messed up. Yes, we keep messing up along the way. But we know that along the way, Jesus is gonna fix us. Jesus says, "I'll go to the toughest valleys," but Jesus, He will still be there. Jesus, Jesus is guiding guiding you to the righteous path. But some of us is oh yeah, this is this is boring. Oh, I'm not allowed to drink. Oh, this is boring. Christianity is boring. I'm not allowed to smoke. No, Jesus was, is, wants to change you for the better. Jesus wants to change you each and every single day. There's there's homeless people out on the street, and when we see them, we just give them a dirty look, like oh yeah, they're using their money for to buy drugs again. That's why they're here. No, you don't know the situation. You don't know if the house burned down. 
You don't know if they got kicked out. You don't know if something happened to their life and they went down a rabbit hole and ended up in that place. Why do we give those looks to people when they ask for money? Why? We should be spreading love as Jesus did. We need, we need to wake up. We need to wake up. We need to teach our teens, our children that it's okay to be a Christian, say they're a Christian. Because teens, teens nowadays, they want to be considered cool in quotations. I'm doing quotations right now. But they want to be considered cool among their peers, among their classmates, among their co-workers. And they are afraid of what they might think if they say, I'm, I'm a Christian. And I should put this. Everything goes to that stage, but parents, we need to show that our, your kids and show the people in the church, especially the young ones, the younglings, that it's okay for you to say you love Jesus. It's okay for you to say, I believe in God. Because the, the youth is struggling, the youth is dying because of this very fact. They, they, they say, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. If you deny me, you, I'll deny you from my Father in Heaven, as it says in the Scripture. Teens, just when it's praising, they just want to sit uh, sit on the chair and turn this over so they can go home and play video games, watch TV, and sit up in actual attention to God. When we're praising the Lord, there's teens that just sit there, stand there, and just say, when this is over, when it's over. Some go, some go outside to waste time. And I should know, because I was one of those kids. I mentioned in my testimony that there, there was a certain time in my life where I, don't want, I didn't want God, because of how much I was hurting. And I would do the exact same thing. But until I went back to his feet, when I, all the pain was gone. So where is the church? Are we afraid to give love to people? How does God give love to us? Are we scared to go out there and testify for Him? Are we scared to tell other people the dreams and the visions that we have? Because God is so much, so much glory. What is it? When they wake up, because. The time is coming when Jesus is coming back in his glory. The day is getting near and near each day. This prophecy is being fulfilled. But we choose to ignore it. In Matthew, it says there will be earthquakes in various places. And look what's happening right now. There's been earthquakes in places that have never been earthquakes before. wake up church we need to tell kids that they need to get close to God they need to get closer and closer to God before it's too late 
Because the enemy is dragging our youth down and down and down each day. But we need to figure out what is the reason we're here. Because God has given us given each and every single one a purpose for being here. If it if it's a musician, it's to praise God. If you have high voice and love speaking to people about Christ, you must be. You may be a preacher or a pastor. Whatever God has in store for you. But we need to wake up and stop doing all these silly, silly things. Because God is coming soon. And we, we need to repent and repent and repent each and every single day. Because it says that he'll come in the thief in the night. We need to wake up, church. And spread the glory of God to as many people as we can. Because we, he wants, he wants, he wants no one to be, to be cast into the eternal pit of flames. We need to wake up, start putting people as much as we can, start talking about them over and over and over. Well, I'm gonna wrap this up. Hey, bow your heads. And let's, let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day, Father, for, for us being able to be here with you again, Father, Lord. Cover us in, in your holy blood, Father. Protect us if we're in school, if we're working, Father, Lord. Anywhere we are, Father, if we're traveling, Father, Lord. Bless us, Father, Lord. Protect us, Father. Send angels to guide us, Father, Lord. And not let anything bad happen to us, Father. We praise you in the holy name, Father Lord. Because you are the only one, the miracle worker, Father Lord. If one of my brothers and sisters are is hurting, Father Lord. If any of them have pain, Father Lord, take your Father Lord. Put your hand on them, Father Lord, and take your Father. So they must be healed, Father Lord. And they can testify how great you are, Father Lord. Because there's only one medic that can take any pain away for our Lord. There's only one medic that can take cancer away for our Lord, and that's you. Thank you for everything you have done for our Lord. In the mighty Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Remember, guys, follow me on my social medias, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, and I'm, I'm gonna try to post more often. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to post every Saturday. Or well, at least at least I'm gonna try to post once a week. For, let's do it for the glory of God. Thank you so much for sticking around for those who did. And God bless you all. Have an amazing day. God loves you. God bless you all.